Hey everyone, Jeff Johnson from the Gazette here with my better looking cohorts, KJ Pilcher and Jeff Lincoln. Yep. Uh, thanks to Nathan Ford, as always, for producing. Um, we're going to talk, obviously, a little bit about uh, some prep football, what happened last week, what's uh, going on this week. Uh, all that little fun stuff, I guess. Uh, let's start on, uh, I guess, a down note, boys. Uh, Cedar Rapids Jefferson announced yesterday that it will not play its game Friday night at Kingston Stadium against um, Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Jayhawks had very low numbers to begin with. Um, 21 dressed for the first game of the season. Uh, I think 19 dressed um, against Davenport Central last Thursday. Uh, that injuries and COVID have um, forced Jefferson to um, cancel its game Friday and uh, with the quote-unquote hopes of continuing the season as soon as possible. Thoughts, guys, and uh, do you think that Jefferson will play another game this season? Well, I think it's a shame. Um, I feel bad for the kids that have fought through this. Uh, you know, a lot of admiration for them. Uh, they just need to find some more kids. And, you know, whether that's now or whether that's between now and next season, uh, somebody needs to do some good recruiting in the hallways of Jefferson High School. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is nothing that uh, we're surprised about, probably. Uh, we kind of thought maybe they'd be on a week-to-week -week basis, uh, given their numbers situation. Um, you know, it's not the first team to have a problem. Mid-Prairie forfeited uh, Regina last week. Um, so Jefferson's not uh, all alone in, in this. Um I think they're uh, going to end up being week-to-week uh, -week here on out. Um, I don't think they're going to end up playing their full slate, but I also am holding out hope that uh, they're not going to cancel everything altogether, and I'm trying to look up uh, their remaining schedule here, and I know the big one, um, Southeast Folk, uh, that they have. But I thought there are some other games that – would be reasonable for them to maybe be able to to play here. Um, probably so, not Lindmar on the 24th. Uh, they do have a Tumwa, um, Marshalltown still on their schedule. Waterloo West is and Southeast Polk is there too. But I could see them maybe playing uh, a Tumwa in Marshalltown if they have numbers. Yeah, a Tumwa might be. A game that they can compete in, and maybe Marshalltown as well. Yes, um, and I mean, you look at last week. Uh, Jefferson ran for what two hundred fifty yards or more against Davenport Central. Only got seven points out of that, but um, it was the first seven points of the season, and that's a pretty good rushing total. So, um, I think that that would. I mean, despite the score, what was the score forty two seven? I think it ended up. Yeah, it was a relatively competitive game. Um, so, you know, it's we we've we've talked about it a lot, and and that's uh, 
you know, uh, there are problems. Uh, it's this is a multifaceted issue, not a not an easy issue to define, and um, you know, it's one that's uh, going to take some work to try and figure out to, and to make Jefferson um, competitive again. And uh, you know, it's 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 just too bad. And and like you guys said, I just want to echo it. To, you know, kudos to the guys that have been sticking it out this season that have uh, uh, that have played and, um, you know, continue to, to, to work hard and, and practice in a, in a tough situation. So, um, yeah, uh, as I think as Christine said yesterday, it, it, it certainly sounds like a week to week type of a deal. And uh, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see um, what happens next week uh, with Linmar um, on the schedule. So. Uh, is their freshman team continuing to be successful? I know they beat Washington week one. Have they have they won any more games since? Do you, either of you guys know? I do not. Uh, so it would they would have played what? Well, we I guess the freshman schedule isn't the same as like a sophomore varsity, right? So um, I'll see if you guys want to keep talking. I'll effort that. And see if the MVC website has freshman stuff up there um of course they do not just uh <laughs> just sophomore uh that's okay but just just keeping that group together i think is is a good thing uh moving yeah. forward so. and they are going to play a sophomore game friday right yeah, yeah. six six o'clock i believe the the start time was so mm -hmm. You know, if you still want to go out and watch football, uh, I assume that's at Kingston Stadium. Uh, you can just go out and watch the sophomore game on, on Friday night. So, um, it yeah. sure would be nice to see uh, Jefferson supporters go out there for the sophomores since there isn't a varsity game. Go out there and, and show support to, to those kids because, you know, that's going to be the group that's going to have to kind of help put things forward freshmen. So Jayhawk fans can get out there and you know kind of give those sophomores a boost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um shall we look back at last week? Uh I guess. Um how about you guys talk about the games you were at? Um Jeff, you saw Dyersville Beckman. Uh, and Monticello play and, and Beckman with a pretty convincing win there. Is that, is that a legit football team? Yes. Yes, very, very legit. Uh, they hit hard offensively and defensively. They got a really good back. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Uh, uh, Owen Hewengarth, I think, is close. Hewengarth uh, ran for a bunch of yards, about 250, uh, four touchdowns, and they just out physical Monticello, and uh, they look like a, a very, very good one-a football team. That's uh, that's going to give some teams some problems. I think they're going to out physical a lot of the teams that they play. KJ, I think you were out of Kingston last week. Uh, Kennedy looked really good uh, against Cedar Rapids, Washington. Uh, uh, we got them ranked second, so I guess we can probably call Kennedy legit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tell you what, they look pretty good uh, against Washington. Both of those teams uh, we had in the rankings, um, I think at the time, Kennedy was fourth in 5A, Washington third in uh, 4A. Um, on paper, it looked like it would be a really good matchup. And after Washington's first drive, 
Uh, you know, they went up seven, nothing. Maybe it was their second drive. One of, one of their early possessions uh, had a really nice run by Miles Thompson. And then after that, it was out Kennedy. I, I mean, defensively, offensively, uh, Carson uh, um, Bleats uh, had, had a fantastic job uh, throwing the ball, of course. They kind of unleashed another little weapon. Um, tell you what, Brendan Lindy didn't even have a catch coming into that game. Um, and then ended up with seven for like 111 yards and really three touchdowns. A um, couple 10-yarders and then one 53-yarder where he got behind Washington's defense. Um, I tell you what, if, if Kennedy keeps showing some balance, they're able to run the ball okay. Um, but if they show some balance, because it's interesting, uh, I think uh, against Iowa City West, Lindy, you were there. I think they ran the ball a little bit more, and that kind of helped. Uh, week two and, and week three, they, they've been able to throw the ball um, in wins against, uh, what is it, Bettendorf and, and Wash. Um, they look like they're coming together offensively well, strong up front. I think they showed Washington still has some holes in the offensive line, and, and uh, uh, you know, they – they struggle a little bit when the team brings pressure, and that's what the Kennedy defense does. I tell you what, they're they're impressive. Uh, pin their ears back and, and went after Reed Ortiz. Um, the one thing about Kennedy's defense that I think is really shown through these first three weeks, their defense can turn get turnovers. Uh, I think they have eight through the first three uh, games, and that's against Iowa City West. Bettendorf, Cedar Rapids, Washington. So not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, playing, you know, Sisters of the Poor, I guess uh, uh, you could say. So Kennedy looked really impressive. Washington, uh, you know, good team. Um, and I think it's something that you're going to have to learn from and bounce back because their district is really tough. Uh, in 4A, so they're going to have to share some things up. Uh, I was out at Prairie for a uh, 24-21 Cedar Falls win. Um, the ending is really uh, any all anybody's talking about for obvious reasons. Right. Prairie, uh, Prairie scored with, I think, 51 seconds left to take a 21-17 lead, and uh, then... Uh, then that was the play that, uh, you know, I, it's hard to even describe it, but uh, first play from scrimmage at its own 20 Cedar Falls with, with a hook and ladder on steroids, as I'd like to call it. Um, it was a little hook pattern, about two, three yards downfield, immediate lateral to a guy behind him, uh, who then laterals to another guy behind him near the sideline who pulls up and throws the ball across the field to uh, the quarterback, Hunter Jacobson, who had a couple blockers out front, and he runs from, like, literally his own 10 to the Prairie 15 and then throws a, a touchdown pass with seven seconds left to win the game. So, um, you know, it was a trick play, Aluya, for Cedar Falls. That was how they uh, it scored, um, you know, uh, two of his three touchdowns in that game. So, uh, for Prairie um, – you know, guys that has uh, the starters or the intended starters back now after after being out for three games for a violation of school policy. Um, 
uh, you know, and, and Prairie was impressive in two game in two wins to start the season, and it was pretty impressive here uh, here against Cedar Falls. So, uh, how do you think you know having a full complement of players back, um, assuming they play, uh, how you think that's going to help Prairie here, kind of moving forward? No idea. I have no idea who's going to play and whether that he's going to, whether Coach Bliss is going to get all those guys their spots back right away, um, or if he's going to say, "Hey, you got you got to earn it during the week," or "Hey, you got to earn it next week." Um, I don't know what they'll do. I I, I, wonder what, I have no idea what their two D might look like. You know, I think Coach Bliss. Uh... Uh, has a has a dilemma sitting in front of him. Well, what do you do? These guys have been playing hard. They stayed out of trouble. Uh, you know, do you keep going until you know? Do you keep going with them until you know they're not having any success? You know, and I don't really think the Cedar Falls game, even though it wasn't a, a victory, I don't think it was unsuccessful by any means, given the strength of Cedar Falls. That's a, uh, you know, that's a really good team and a top 10 matchup. The, the thing that's really going to show through, though, could be the maturity and the chemistry of this Prairie team. Because you can, you can inject the, those players back into their starting spots, and the chemistry could go downhill. Uh, there could be a rift between, you know, players. Uh, depending on, you know, how they handled the suspension, stuff like that. Um, if, for lack of a better term, if if those suspended players come back with humility um, and have put their nose to the grindstone and worked hard, uh, earned their spots back and mesh well with players that have been in there the first three weeks, I think it'll it'll make them stronger. If there isn't that, there there could there could be a little bit of an issue with how the team, uh, you know, with the team unity a little bit. So Coach Bliss has his hands full to kind of balance that out, and I think that's going to be the indicator of whether or not uh, they were stronger or we see them kind of regress a little bit with uh, those guys back. If that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And you got a handful of parents now too, you know, my kid stayed out of trouble. Why isn't my kid playing now? And that philosophy isn't wrong. So there's a lot of layers to this and uh, I have no idea how it's going to well, um, you know, I mean, we're talking, uh, I mean, it's no secret who the players are, or at least most of them. I mean, we're talking, you know, some important guys offensively, skill guys, um, receivers, quarterback, um, things like that. And then uh, I think two or three starters on defense. Have you guys seen Prairie at all this season? I have not yet. Okay. Uh, I was impressed. I I thought the defense was was honestly as as good as I've seen. Um, you know, out there, you know, you, you know that the offense uh, is going to put up points and uh, and yards and things like that. But I like the defense. You know, like I said, Cedar Falls won that game with a couple of trick plays. So 
Um, I think Prairie. I I like Prairie a lot. I I think if 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 the the guys who were out can come in and uh, you know there's kind of a seamless uh, I don't transition. Uh, I, I like Prairie a lot. Um, here you know moving forward and uh, you know I, again like you guys said we'll find out a lot Friday night how this whole thing works out. Bettendorf um, is the opponent, so um, doesn't get a whole lot easier obviously for for the Hawks, but, uh, it's unfortunate. I think, uh, at least right now, I think Kennedy and, and Prairie obviously are the two best teams in town and they don't play each other, uh, for once after playing a couple of times, I think last year. So, uh, how about, uh, how about some of the games they've had in the past where it's boiled down to maybe a playoff spot or district title and, and stuff, uh, and now they're not even on the schedule with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just the way it worked out, I guess, this season. So, yep. um, and just to kind of piggyback on you a little bit, you talk about those two being the best two teams in town. Metro football is not bad this year. No. You know, Xavier is Xavier. Washington's two and one. And we haven't even talked about Linmar yet. And I, I'd say they're probably the biggest surprise in town. Yeah. The Lions are, are three and oh, um, going into their game uh, Friday night against Washington. Uh, and I have not seen the lines yet. Um, have you, again, have either one of you guys caught Lamar? No. Jeff, you did, no? Okay. No, I haven't yet. I haven't seen either of them yet. I, I see both of them on, on Friday, but uh, yeah. uh, they, they must be pretty good defensively, which is something that's really been a problem for them the last five or ten years. Um, I, uh, I got to watch their game with, uh, Liberty, uh, a couple weeks ago. I was, uh, pretty impressed with, uh, what they were able to do, especially defensively. Um, you know, I think offensively, uh, they had a pretty solid, uh, uh, rush game. Carter Henderson, uh, found out, uh, thanks to Twitter folks that, uh, Carter Henderson is actually, uh, I think a cousin or nephew to a former uh, Marion running back. You'll recognize the name Matt Wyckoff, uh, who is an extremely talented uh, uh, running back for, for Marion. But he rushed for 129 yards. I think they have a really strong offense uh, rushing uh, game. Uh, passing game, you know, so-so uh, uh, a little bit. Um in their defense. And when you have those two elements, that can carry you a long way. Um, I think they're very solid defensively. And with Henderson and Rush game, they kind of filter in with Sage Holmes a little bit. Um, I think uh, TJ Jackson uh, also is a little bit of a, a change of pace uh, back for them. Um, I think uh, Tim Lovell's kind of got the uh, – uh, the real deal there. Uh, I think they're, if they're not right there with Prairie and Kennedy, they're, they're just a short run below. Of course, uh, Lamar with the 18, seven win last week at Pleasant Valley, which is, uh, you know, uh, was the semifinals last year and the Spartans are one and two and um, probably don't want to see any more teams from the Cedar Rapids Metro because <laughs> It, they know the Spartans have lost to, to Linmar and Prairie uh, here in, in the first three weeks. So, uh, but yeah, uh, another really 
interesting game as uh, that Jeff will be at with uh, with Linmar and and Washington on Friday night. Um, as you guys mentioned, Xavier went to three and out, uh, twenty nine to seven over over uh, Dubuque Wallert last week, and uh, trying to think who else haven't we hit in the Metro? Marion lost um, to go to zero and three, lost to to Benton Community. Uh, I think that's everybody, right? Twenty-eight to six was that final score, by the way. Uh, Iowa City Schools. Um, we've had uh, City High improve to uh, to three and zero. Yeah, with a convincing win over Ames. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the the Little Hawks. I think we'll know a heck of a lot more after Friday night because uh, West Des Moines Dowling comes to uh, to Batesfield to play the Little Hawks. Uh, is that kind of what you guys think, too? Yeah, I, I think this is a proven game for City High. Not a must-win by any means, but uh, a must-compete. Uh, and I think they will. I, I don't think they're going to get blown out by Dowling. Uh, for one thing, Dowling doesn't score a lot of points. They're not, you know, it doesn't seem like they're an explosive team. So I think City High will compete. They've only given up five points in three games. So um, I I – I don't know if they can win the game, but I think they'll. I think they'll be right in it. Dowling lost last right. week to Ankeny, twenty-seven thirteen. Uh, Pilch, I'll, I'll let you get in here in a second. Uh, uncharacteristically one and two, but of course playing a very tough schedule and uh, had their outstanding quarterback. Um, I think his last name Smolik um, out with an injury. Um, He's a Division One type of talent that transferred in from Southeast Polk, which already had a as a Division One quarterback. So, uh, Dolly kind of going through a little bit of a transition too with that, I guess. But Bill, uh, go ahead with what you were what you were thinking there. Well, I I just think uh, we've seen some really good athletes uh, kind of shine for um, City High so far. Um, you know, Darren Richardson uh, kind of leads the way with uh, rushing uh, for him, uh, 237 yards and five touchdowns. Um, you know, uh, I think as a team, we kind of have a dual quarterback uh, uh, set there. Um, ben Keeter has been uh, pretty fantastic for him. Uh, he leads them in receiving yards and has two. Uh, receptions for a touchdown he's also one of their top defensive players so you know they also have Gable Mitchell um part of that uh, crew as well so I think they have some really good athletes and just to echo what Lindy said um you know this is a team probably wouldn't you know write down a win for against uh, Downing and 4-0 for them but it's it's one that they're going to compete they're going to compete in and be in that game as well. And, and who knows, maybe, uh, maybe Mitch Moore takes a page out of uh, Dan Sabre's book and big punts for a winning touchdown. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Tell you take yeah. There was that season or there were multiple seasons. I think uh, <laughs> uh, punting was just simply not allowed. <laughs> right. <laughs> They lost that page. <laughs> uh, let's, 
uh, let's look uh, through maybe some of the scores here. We'll 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 uh, maybe reflect on some games here. I'll ask you guys to reflect on some scores from last week. Um, just kind of scrolling through here. He's became, this is in no particular order or class or really alphabet alphabetized or anything. But uh, East Buchanan twenty eight to nineteen. Um, went over Starmont Cascade, a high scoring affair, 45, 35 over Anamosa, uh, Applington Parkersburg, 43, 24 over Jessup. I believe that was Jessup's first loss, um, of the season. Uh, Sigourney Kyoto over Centerville, 42, seven Savage Cobras just picking up where they left off last season. Um, they're three and oh, uh, Bitten Shellsburg and Waterloo Columbus, Columbus with 35 to, to nothing victory there. We, uh, neglected Iowa City West when we were talking about uh, Metro and Iowa City schools. Dubuque Hempstead with a 39-31 win um, over the Trojans last week. Uh, North Cedar, Jeff, 26-9 over Pekin. Has North Cedar ever beaten Pekin in football? What do you think? I'm not sure they've ever played Pekin before. That would be a long trip. Yes, 100%. Uh, Northeast Goose Lake, 42 to 28 over Durant. Uh, Edgewood Colesburg, 54 to 6 over Central City. We talked last week a little bit about um, the Vikings transitioning from uh, 11 player to 8 player football. Fort Dodge, 36 to 6 over Waterloo East. Uh, that's a team, guys, that, that went from 5A to 4A and is 3 and 0. Um, is, it, is Fort Dodge a legit team? What do you think? pretty good uh i don't think they're an elite 4a team but i think they're pretty good uh, i'm looking to see who they play this week they got marshalltown this week and then webster city spencer um yeah i think i think that'll probably be uh, a playoff team in four north tama goes to three and all with a 30 to six win over hudson um i think the red hawks are a really good football team in class a um Lansing Key, 66 to 39 over Springville. It was Lone Tree, 66 to 40 over uh, HLV. Um, Linville Sully beat East Marshall, 48 21. It was West Branch all over Maquoketa Valley, 52 to nothing. Colonesco, 66 26 over Meskwaki Settlement School. Easton Valley continues to roll, 61 to 8 over Midland. Uh, Iowa City, Regina, and Mid Prairie had that forfeit last week, or Mid Prairie had the forfeit, uh, which goes down in the books as a one nothing final in favor of Regina. And uh, Montezuma, 67-32 over BGM. KJ, I know you, uh, we talked about it on a, a four-down segment this morning or yesterday, yesterday I guess, in the um, uh, online when it was posted earlier. Uh Eddie Burgess just keeps doing Eddie, Eddie Burgess things, huh? Yeah, right? Isn't it crazy? I mean, you just – you open up a box score and you just expect to see these gaudy numbers from him. And, uh, you know, he had 647 total yards of offense. He scored rushing, receiving, and uh, passing, of course. I think he might have turned for five of those touchdowns. Um, and then, then when you look at defensively – uh, you know, he's right. He's one of the leading tacklers for, for Montezuma, uh, had an interception as well. Couple, I think maybe a, a couple tackles for loss. I mean, I think he fixed BGM's bus so they could drive home. Um, 
you know, shut shut off the lights when everybody left. I mean, he he does a little bit of everything, and he and it's not just a little bit of everything. I mean, these numbers are just out of sight. And you know, I, I know it's an eight player, uh, so sometimes those are inflated. But even for eight player, this is just mind boggling uh, what he does, and he does it you know, kind of week in and week out and people know who to focus on and he still puts up these big numbers and, you know, kind of like he said, I, I, I really got a kick out of the last thing I, I heard from him when I did a, a preseason story or week one story. Um, you know, and I think Linder alluded to it in, in his uh, uh, response. He said, enjoy the show. Um, and, and he's been putting on a show each week. And the thing that we keep forgetting here, well, maybe we don't forget them, but we don't bring up is all these yards are happening on an 80-yard field. And, you know, he gets a breakaway. That's, you know, that's 20 yards a breakaway that he's not get, getting credited for. Right. That's that kind of balances out the 8-player versus 11-player thing a little bit, too, because he's working with a smaller field and still putting up these big numbers. Yeah. Best player on the field every game they play. So that's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, pretty amazing athlete and a really good kid, too. So uh, I, I will say this, too. Uh, as, as big of an influence as he's been offensively, that semifinal against Remsen, uh, St. Mary's, turning point was when, was, was when he got hurt in that semifinal and he, came off the field defensively and just stuck it out uh, at quarterback. And that's when Remsen really kind of took control and started scoring. Uh, so, so it's not just offensively, it's, it's defensively as well. Let's uh, fly through the rest of the, the scores from the area last week. Northland continues to, have a great season, 43-13 win over Bellevue. Actually, somebody scored on Northland, so uh, Coach Collin probably not very happy about that. I kid, I kid. So, um, Postville, North Bay Valley, North Bay Valley, 64 to nothing. The uh, NFV is is off to a 3-0 and start. And kind of looking through some of the other scores, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, Clayton Ridge, 7 to nothing over South Winnesheek. Clayton Ridge looks like uh, one of those teams that's really taken a step forward um, this season, uh, as opposed to, to uh, you know, to recent seasons up there. Wake over English Valley's back in a player game, 38-13. Um, Grundy Center must have been mad about losing 35 nothing over Wapsie Valley. That's a pretty impressive score to me, guys. So I um, guess that's why we have them ranked second. Bell Plain, 52 to nothing over Cordon Wayne. Boy, Bell Plain's playing some different schools this season yeah. uh yeah. so uh waverly shell rock 31 to 14 over webster city that's a nice win there for a legit go hawks team uh wilton 39 to 14 over uh highland it was uh waterloo west Davenport west water waterloo west the winner there 45 to 7 um north scott 38 to 14 over davenport assumption that that score, I guess, was kind of eye-popping to me there, boys. What did, what did you think? A couple of good teams, and and I guess they're in different classes now, right? 
Yeah. Uh, North Scott's 4A, Assumption's 3A. A little surprised. Uh, I'm surprised by the amount of points North Scott put up. Uh, yeah. Assumption's a, a good defensive team, but uh, looks like North Scott throws it all over the place. Just kind of reloading from that state championship uh, team last year. Um, Mount Vernon, 49 to nothing over Tipton. Uh, Clear Creek, a man over Washington, Iowa, 48 to 14. Wakan, 42 to 6 over Crestwood. Uh, Commands doubles up Makoka to 30 to 15. Grinnell, 48 to 20 over South Tama. Independence rolls past West Liberty, 45 to nothing. Uh, Western Dubuque, 21 to 10 over Iowa City Liberty. MFL Marmac with a nice win over Osage, 35 to 28. We mentioned uh, the Beckman, 48 21 win over Monticello. It was New Hampton over Wine 50 to 20. And uh, West Delaware beat the Coral 42-21. Center Point Urbana 28-7 over Union. And uh, the Solon-Williamsburg game 28-14 Solon. Um, we all predicted that Williamsburg will, will uh, which has run the gauntlet, will pick up its first win this week over Central Lee. Uh, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, right, boys, as far as that schedule? I, I guess that's a great way to put it, considering what they've what they faced here. I mean, when you look at uh, you know Van Meer, uh, Gina and Solon, and boy, they they actually were in two of those games. Uh, I think Solon pulled away late. Uh, Regina won by two. Van Meer was the only one that uh, really wasn't uh, contested, but. Yeah, I hate to be the team, the district teams that are going to face them uh, here down the road because they're going to look to take it out on somebody and and they're going to be battle tested. That's for sure. And it's worked out for them in the past. They go from running the gauntlet to running the table now in the next five games. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a great that's way to good. put it. That sounds like a story lead, Lindy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we do have a, a couple of games, three games actually in the state tomorrow night, Thursday night. We're taping this on Wednesday, uh, including uh, Solon at Davenport Assumption. Um, so the Spartans look to, to go to Forno. Uh, there are a couple of games uh, elsewhere. Sioux City West hosts uh, Council Bluffs Lincoln. And then uh, for some reason, Central Decatur and Eldon Cardinal are playing um, tomorrow night. So uh, something going on in Leon on Friday night, I guess that they're playing tomorrow night, but, but um, all right. It's a, I guess we can run down the whole schedule for Friday, but uh, I mean, is there anything uh, that, that kind of trips your guys' triggers is uh, before we do that, either state-wise or in the area games, uh, you know, coming up Friday night, I'm just going to mention Ankeny at Southeast Polk. Just uh, uh, in 5A, what, what do we have, Ankeny? Like third or fourth? Is that right? I think they're third. I think they went from like two to ten to four <laughs> after uh, <laughs> beat by Centennial, and then they came back and and beat uh, they beat Dowling, right? So yeah. uh, I think they're pretty good. Um, I think there's a lot of teams over there that are pretty good. I think Southeast Polk's really, really good. So uh, I, I think Southeast, Southeast Polk wins. We, we haven't talked much about Des Moines Metro, but it just seems like, as you, as you said, Jeff, it just seems like Southeast Polk is is the team, and then there's a whole uh, bunch of other, maybe a handful of other schools that are all kind of in the same mix. And 
Um, we talked about Waukee and Waukee, uh, Northwest splitting this season. Did you know that they don't play each other? I did know that, and I don't understand why. Yeah, um, unless it was intentional on the part of both schools. Uh, I they just kind of wanted to keep the peace for for a couple of years and let the let the inner city hate wait a while. Yeah, it's uh, kind of interesting that they're both zero and three. Um, you know, um, a couple of the games that I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, one, North Scott uh, Xavier on uh, tomorrow uh, or Friday um, at Saints Field. Uh, you've got uh, Minneapolis and Regina, um, which uh, I think both teams are, are unbeaten. Um, Regina's homecoming that night. Uh, MFL Marmack from Waterloo Columbus. I think that's going to be a, a half of a game at, uh, at Waterloo. Um, as well, uh, and then uh, oh, there's one one of the uh, Central Iowa games that I can't think of. Uh, in addition to uh, uh, Ankeny and Southeast Polk, maybe I was thinking uh, who who's Johnston play uh, this week? Maybe I was thinking they had somebody. They play Northwest. Oh, okay. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough for both of those uh, Waukee schools with uh, uh, Northwest playing Johnston and then Waukee playing Valley. Yeah. Um, talking a little bit about games, looking forward to. Uh, every week's going to be at least two big games in that Class 2A District 2. Um, you know, we, all three of us, all four of us, Scott and Nathan, are on the uh, – the Gazette polling committee for that. And, and that district two has five of the top eight teams in class two A. Uh, two of them, OABCIG and Southeast Valley play each other this week. Uh, Estherville's right up there. Spirit Lake, Pocahontas we have in there this week. So, you know, one of those five teams isn't going to make the playoffs. And right now they're in the top eight in the state. Let's look at uh, some of the other games. Um... Hey, one other one I want to mention too, really quick, JJ. Uh, Des Moines Roosevelt at Urbandale. Um, I think that could be interesting, especially after uh, Roosevelt's uh, latest accomplishment uh, too. See how they uh, how they carry that on, and uh, if they can get another win over a suburban school. Yeah, that was the first one a couple weeks ago since what Christ left Omaha, right? Uh, I, I mean, years and years. Um, so, I mean, that's – and that's great. I mean, doesn't that, that make you guys feel good, uh, you know, of Des Moines Public School being able to compete uh, against uh, all the power and the, and the money and the enrollment of the suburban schools out there? So, uh, to me, that's that's a kind of a feel-good type of a deal. So, um, we mentioned uh, – uh, or KJ mentioned Xavier, North Scott on Friday night, Williamsburg and Central Lee. We mentioned that one. Western Dubuque plays Dubuque Hempstead. Waverly and West Delaware, boys, at Waverly. Uh, any thoughts on that one? Waverly's looked tough. Uh, I think they proved that against Wakan in week one. Um, you know, I think West Delaware's probably a little better than, than Wakan, but, uh, you know, 
they're uh, they'll have their hands full with Wave. And uh, another good game up there, Walcon and North Fed Valley uh, on Friday night at Walcon. That's uh, maybe kind of a proving game for for NFV. Absolutely. Uh, Vinton Shellsburg and Independence play just kind of running through the, the area score lists or the area games. Sautama, Benton Community, um, Mid Prairie and Eddyville, Blakesburg and Fremont. Don't forget Fremont. That's the key there with Eddyville and Blakesburg. Uh, Dubuque Wallert, LaPorte City Union, which is a very strange matchup to me. Um, Iowa City, Liberty, Clear Creek, and Mana just up against O-Wine. Um, Clinton uh, and McCulloch to play. Decorah at Charles City. Fort Madison at Washington, Iowa. Ankeny Centennial at, uh, at Cedar Falls. Interesting game uh, at the Unidome. Center Point Urbana at Mount Vernon. DeWitt Central, which seems to have a really good team at Marion. Um, we mentioned uh, Cedar Rapids, Washington, and Linmar, which is uh, – which one of you two is going to be? Uh, Jeff's going to be there, right? Yeah, that'll be me. Yeah. Um, and we talked about Jefferson Kennedy game being canceled. Down, Downport North at Iowa City West. I'll be at Dowling and City High. Um, really curious to see that one. Bettendorf at Prairie, as we mentioned. Um, Winfield Mount Union at HLV. Uh, Central Line and West Line going back outside the state. Uh, always a slobber knocker there. So, um, real interesting uh, game as it is every season. Uh, we got uh, Riceville at Turkey Valley, Postville at Sumner Fredericksburg, uh, North Lynn at Clayton Ridge, um, which could be interesting. Starmont at South Winnesheek, uh, Pleasantville's at Sigourney Kyoto. That's a little bit of a haul there. Um, travel wise, uh, also have Animosa at Northeast Goose Lake, Nashua Plainfield at North Tama, Ogden at North uh, Mahaska, uh, Tipton at Monticello, GMG at Meskwaki, Lansing Key is at uh, Calamus Wheatland. Uh, Columbus Junction plays at Lisbon. Um, scrolling through some more. Mediapolis at Iowa City, Regina. That's a game I guess we we haven't talked about yet, guys. But Meeple, uh, 3-0 and always a, always a good football team and, and program. So um, is that a game that, that uh, could really be something? Yeah, I think so. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see how Regina comes off that week without a game against uh, uh, Mid-Prairie. You know, there are two ways it can go. It can either be a nice little rest and an extra week of preparation, or it can kind of get teams out of sync because, you know, your routine's a little off or you might be a little rusty. So uh, we'll see how they bounce back from from that and, and Meepo, you know, they came off a really good year last year. I think Sigourney Kyoto uh, ended their year um, in the playoffs. So uh, uh, I think uh, this could be a really, really close game. Uh, let's finish up here. Albernet is at East Buchanan. We've got into a Colesburg at Elkader Central. Uh, we also, we all previously mentioned MFL Marmack and Waterloo Columbus playing. Belt Lane uh, at Colfax Mingo, Midland against Central City. Uh, Louisa Muscatine at West Branch. BGM at Woodward Academy. That's another strange kind of travel game there, I guess. Uh, Bellevue at Maquoketa Valley Cascade and Dyersville Beckman. And that is always a rivalry in every sport. 
East uh, Eastern Valley at Springville, North Cedar at Highland. So you want to tell everybody uh, where you'll be at on Friday night, guys? For the Warriors and the Lions. I will be. Nope, go ahead. I will be at Sink Field for the uh, 4A game between uh, North Scott and Cedar Rapids Dave. And uh, Twitter wise, that's at uh, JT Linder for Jeff and at KJ Pilcher for KJ. I am at JEJE66 and I will be at Batesfield for City High and Dowling. We're also covering a bunch of other games. Nathan Ford uh, does a great job putting together some some video and, and kind of recapping Friday night uh, on late Friday night slash early Saturday morning. So we'll have that going again. Uh, anything else anybody wants to bring up? Uh, just like to remind people that we do have those four, four down questions that the staff uh, answered at the gazette.com, Iowa Prep Sports. Uh, I'll be working on a, a landmark feature uh, leading into this week's games on, on Friday. So make sure to check uh, the gazette.com uh, for, for that feature as well. And don't forget about the Green Gazette. If you are a subscriber, um, that's free. And it is basically uh, another sports section with all the high school games uh, included in it. You can just get on your computer and, and read it. It'll, it is literally another newspaper. It's only uh, online. And, you know, if you like the hard copy, just print it out and read it that way if you want to. So um, that's another thing that, that we're doing this season, the Green Gazette. Guys, enjoy Friday night. Looks Sounds like it might be a little warm, but it's going to be dry, uh, which is always key. Nathan, thank you. Appreciate what you guys do. Um, and uh, keep reading us at the Gazette. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week for another edition of the Prep Huddle. Keep your head on the swivel.